seen the movie white chicks all right what's that oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> what kind of a question is that <laughs> why <laughs> like does he have something against it oh i haven't seen the movie white chicks but i don't go around proclaiming it no, i'm just town criering my lack of white chicks just letting you know okay allison have you seen the movie white chicks uh, no, and I have not seen movie 43, the terrible sketch comedy with explicitly famous people in it. What is that? I've actually seen movie 43 and it's bad. I've heard nothing but bad things and I'm weirdly like, like interested in how bad it is with like so many famous people in it. It's extremely bad. Uh, Andre, have you seen White Chicks? Uh, no, I've seen scary movie three more times than anyone should. So once? Uh, far, <laughs> far more than once. Okay. How about you, Erica? I've seen White Chicks more than <laughs> once. I think I've seen it once for everybody on this podcast. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I kind of want to see it because it has Terry Crews. It's, it's, it's Terry Crews is the best scene. character in that movie. So <laughs> Terry Crews is the best character in most movies. That's fair. He's yeah, I don't know. It at the time I liked it, I don't know if it holds up still, but the time I liked it. Speaking of things that I liked at the time, Destiny Two was my favorite game of twenty seventeen. <laughs> how, uh, how many hours how many hours did you get per pound? Um <laughs> I, I would say as, as you know, my metric is three pounds per hour in terms of enjoyment. I feel that that's good value for money. And Destiny 2, I spent £90 on and got about 120 hours. So it worked out in the end. Um, so I ha- still haven't finished Warmind, the DLC, because I find the mission that I'm on extremely boring. Wait, wait that do- does that... Does that... 120 hours, £90, isn't that not £3 per hour? Am I bad at math? It's way my, more than my that. Camera, my camera froze, but don't your camera did it. freeze. Mm-hmm. But it looks like you're very serious about it. <laughs> yeah. But wait, hold on. I, th- does this math check out? <laughs> I've been yeah. for like twenty minutes. So if you, 
<laughs> Sorry, I just saw the thumbnail preview of me, Erica, doing, I mean, Erica both doing our thing. <laughs> I just spit the drink I was drinking out across the room. <laughs> okay, guys, when I turn up, I turn up, all right? I'll turn ready, switched on. I'm here to talk about Destiny, the best game of 2017. Welcome to episode 35. <laughs> <laughs> The least professional podcast you've listened to this week. Um, so, um, Stop. sorry, I'm making lots of video jokes that really play well on our audio show. For the audio um, version, yeah. Andre's stuck on his camera, touching his chin, and Sam keeps touching his chin in the exact same way. Why is it like this? <laughs> When you said that, it looked like the face actually made made sense to the to the voice. It's, it's very introspective. Alex, I think I need a quick screenshot of Andre for that to be the uh, the album art this week. Oh, it is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, Andre, that's so sad. I took a very quick screenshot, so uh, I can send it over. Thank you, everyone. And I'm gonna I'm gonna title this one the worst episode we've done yet. <laughs> I think you need to title, title it the best episode we've done yet, because, you know, SEO. Um, Destiny 2, I love that game. The cool. game that came out last year in September was a fantastic game that I played 100, uh, like 120 hours of. All I'm it. saying is you need to play 270 hours to get your metric out of it. No, no he doesn't want three right. hours a pound. He wants three pounds an hour. Yeah, make, I don't understand. So that means that if I play a game for three hours and it costs nine pounds, that's good value for money. Uh, Destiny Two is me. You have it backwards. <laughs> good retort. <laughs> it's also free right now on Plus. Yeah, free right now on PlayStation Plus. If anyone wants to play Destiny, don't get at me because I'm extremely busy. But like. Um, well, also maybe good. get at you because maybe you find time to play anyway. <laughs> you know, I find time to Destiny. You know what I'm saying? I own it on PC and PS4, so you know I can get r- r- ready to rumble. That account is that account persistent or is it separate characters per? It is separate characters, which is why I've not played the PC version very much. Yeah. But it was fun mm-hmm. to give it a shot. So um, today I played Gambit. Uh, the new PVE slash PVP mode that they have, are debuting in Forsaken. Uh, it's on a 24-hour trial right now, and so it started about five hours ago, and is running until uh, you know, 19 hours time from now. So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, sorry, um, but it's it's interesting. So I was really hyped for Gambit. Um, it looked like something that I would be really able to get into because I don't really like pvp in games at all and especially not really in destiny um the problem with pvp in destiny is that the people who play pvp are super into it Mm. so uh, when you play destiny it's like playing a call of duty game 10 months after it's come out the only people left are people who play that game and only that game um but it's like that on day one because destiny 2 and destiny 1 were very very similar and your skills just 100 percent transferred across um so 
like I think maybe the first month I was able to get decent kills in the crucible and then after that it just melted away to the point where like when I was playing Gambit today and this is one of the reasons why I'm saying Gambit isn't of kind of isn't what it's um, kind of put up for in that they talk about it being this big cool PVE mode that is kind of competitive but there's so much PvP in this mode that I don't know whether it's really what I wanted personally. So to give you an overview, Gambit is basically a competitive horde mode. So there's two teams of four, and um, you are um, get it. There are like uh, waves of enemies, and the announcer will say there are enemies at the beach. There are enemies at the ruins and enemies in these different sections of the map you run there you kill the enemies every enemy you kill drops a certain amount of motes of light you bank those motes if you die with them they disappear that's it they're gone but if when you bank the motes um if you bank enough in one go you can do disadvantage for the enemy team so if you bank five you get a blocker enemy which stops them banking motes until they kill it if you bank seven like ten you get a big blocker enemy that's really hard for them to defeat uh, and so on and so forth. Um, the uh, there is, however, uh, there's portals in the game which will let you invade the other the other teams map, and they come up super super frequently. And when you go onto the teams map, you have an overshield. Your weapons do more damage. You gain super faster. Um, basically, you're hard as nails, um, and the enemy are already not focused on you. They're focused on like the fight. So, like for example, I, a fairly average Destiny PvP player, if I might even say poor, was able to get uh, almost a full team wipe. I killed three out of four, and the fourth guy sniped me from the other side of the map. Um, the fourth guy who sniped me from the other side of the map then proceeded to uh, invade our side of the map and sit in a corner and snipe our entire team, then return to his side about four or five times, which caused us to lose the second round of the three rounds. Um, the first round and the third round, we absolutely dominated. Um, but yeah, that second round, the guy just literally was constantly invading and taking us down. And it was really quite frustrating. Oh. Um but yeah, so it's a good. It's good. I would massively prefer it to playing Crucible or like Trials of the Nine or something like that. But it wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be, which was a a non PVP alternative to get some of those PVP rewards. Wait, so, so is it different rewards from Crucible or? It takes from the Crucible prize pool. Okay. Oh. But the whole you thought it was going to be not PvP what? So the they basically I, were saying this is the PvP mode for people who hate PvP. Uh -huh, yeah. The, I and the people I played with hate PvP, and yeah, we were yeah. not super enamored. Okay. Okay. There's okay. still too much PvP in it. Like, what I would have really liked is if the invasions were like sparse and maybe like you would have two or three opportunities per match 
But for example, in the third, in the second round, another third round, when we were winning, the enemy's portal was just constantly open. So they could send a person through, 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 and like mm. try and mess with us. Um, no, that's, that seems like they should fix that. Yeah, I think it might be a balance thing because we were so far ahead. Um, so when you fill the meter of moats and you've collected them all, a uh, huge boss appears. Um, and it's the equivalent sort of strength to a strike boss. Um, and when you kill the strike boss, you win. Um, but if you die whilst fighting the strike boss, or you die while, uh, to an enemy... They die in real life. Yeah, you die in real life. <laughs> and in the Matrix. Um, no, it heals the prime evil, which is the boss enemy. So it's super frustrating when you're getting constantly invaded, and even if they take one or two people out of your team of four, and again, they are souped up, um, you you end up getting like, oh, okay, he's coming, he's healed our guy again, and like we had him down to maybe 10% health, and then two invasions later, he was at three quarters again. So, so it was kind of frustrating. So I have a question, just because like, I have not played very much Destiny 2. I would say I have played roughly half an hour of Destiny 2. Um, so you said Forsaken comes out for realsies on Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. So if you have buddies that want to play this game, is it possible for one buddy to pick it up and everybody shares it, or does everyone have to own it? Everyone has to own it. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, yeah, everyone has to own every piece of DLC to play Gambit and to play any new Forsaken stuff. Also, if you don't have all the DLC, you're usually locked out of certain options. I don't know whether that's going to be the case in Forsaken because I think it was super unpopular. Um, but things like uh, Nightfall and um, uh, Nightfall strike playlists, basically any um, anything that you need PlayStation Plus for, they would usually uh, block you from playing. Well, they did that with the first DLC on this one, and then people were like refunding the game. Like, well, I, if I don't own the DLC, I can't like get all the trophies. So they used yeah. that as an excuse to refund the game, and that worked for some people. But then Sony like caught on, and was like, no, we're not doing that anymore. But yeah, yeah, they got a lot of pushback, and then they reverted some of those choices uh, on the first DLC. So yeah, I imagine if you don't own Forsaken, but you own the other DLC, you'll probably be fine. But also, they just brought in all those people with plus yeah at least for like the time being i imagine that that's like that stuff will be available they just like added difficulty stuff didn't or like modifiers Mm. optional modifiers or something i don't know they've really streamlined the interface as well like if you go into the director now like it's way simpler and easier and you don't have to go back to the tower to do a lot of stuff um destiny one was a constantly evolving game that only got better and Destiny 2 has had some pretty shitty year one content. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't say boring, but for a person who put 120 hours into a game that you could probably finish in about 30 and be done with, um, I have felt absolutely no need to go and finish Warmind off. Um, I will have to finish it to play Forsaken, but I'm not in any kind of rush. Do you think Probably about be, two missions from the end. Do you think there will be a Destiny 3, or is it just going to be Destiny 2 for another two years or something? 
Uh, I think we have two years of Destiny, so I think that in 2020 we'll see Destiny 3, and it'll be cross-platform to whatever new system there is. Mm. One can only hope. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Sorry, Karen, Roger. Oh, I was just thinking, uh, I can't remember what the timeline on Destiny 1 was right now, but... Yeah, it was Destiny 1, Taken King, September afterwards, Rise of Iron, September after that, and then Destiny 2, September after that. Oh, right. That really bad DLC that no one wanted. Um, the problem with Rise of Iron is they did the exact same thing that they've done here, that they farmed out a lot of it. They took the Taken King team off to build Destiny 2 and left the B team and Vicarious Visions to make... Um, the Rise of Lion and it had a super cool storyline that I genuinely really liked the enemies were cool they put some new design work in which they have not done a lot yeah um, no that's yeah but the it was like 20 pounds and it was maybe four hours of new content I think the biggest issue with Forsaken that I'm seeing is that it there don't look to be new enemies just like reskins of current enemies. I don't think there are ever going to be new enemies. Like I think that if they it's, seems like they've set up some stuff with like the darkness stuff and like there could be like another faction. There should be another faction, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like if there was going to be another faction, it would have been in Destiny One, and it would. It, but they will not Destiny Two. Sorry, Destiny One. Sorry, Destiny Two base game. Like yeah, you would that, think, and then they didn't. The Red Legion should have not been fucking Cabal. It should have been a new enemy class. Man. That would have been the smart choice to make. You, Andre, you said the darkness, and then I started thinking about that game, and I was just thinking, what if Starbreeze made Destiny? That would be really what cool. <laughs> the darkness, the band made Destiny. <laughs> I believe in a thing called the Fallen. I believe in a thing called Light. Mm. Just listen to the rhythm of my ghost. Oh my god. There's a chance we can make it now. We'll be Walton till the... uh, Till the... Sparrow. Till the Thrall go down. Yeah. (laughs) Is this... Wow. Yeah. I believe in a thing called... (laughs) (laughs) Cue cue the... That's the opening track to the Death Note musical now. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can uh, truthfully call this the worst episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> I think to do so would be a big lie. I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, uh, if you do, I will definitely post multiple comments poking holes in your argument. Speaking of <laughs> holes... How fucking rad would that have been if the darkness had made a Destiny song instead of Paul fucking McCartney? <laughs> no, don't you shit on Sir Paul. <laughs> a, fucking... the Paul McCartney song is so bad that it's absolutely hilarious. And B, there was a secret jukebox in Destiny 1 that you could press, uh, press uh, uh, interact with and it would play like 20 second segments from game music. And, but what, uh, it, what if it was a fucking song that ripped by the darkness? Yeah, but like, 
I've just got hope for the future, I guess. Speaking of holes, speaking put anything else out? Spe- Speaking of holes, yeah, Donut County. So <laughs> hey. we can play Donut County, I think. I I'm think gonna deliver a donut to Paul McCartney's house. <laughs> I think all of us have played this except Sam, right? I haven't played it. Oh, well. Uh. So I was wholly off because of the price, because I think that ten pounds for a two-hour game is a, a little bit too much. But then. Uh, it's on iPhone for like three ninety nine. iPhone? Yeah. Seems like a perfectly fine place to play it. Yeah, I yeah it's on iOS. So. I, I, I would just make sure that you either have the sound on or have your headphones on because the music is very delightful. Yep. I could I could I could fuck with that. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely been tempted to pick it up. It's number one game on the app store this week apparently. Oh, good for them. Which is good because there was that hold down game, which is like, what the, does that, uh, there was that hold down game uh, that was just like, it's just Donut County, but without like the personality. There's just, there's a big hole. Oh, hold down so good. Okay, I was so upset. After listening to the podcast, I missed have been playing Hold Down, and I'm kind of addicted to it right now. Oh, good. No, yeah, no, not, not Hold Down. It's, it's really good. It, it is like Hold.io or whatever. And I so think that's free. I bought Hold Down, and then I bought Edit that out. Don't, let it, don't give them promotion. <laughs> where yeah, we start with, County. I don't know where we start with this. I've, did you guys, have you guys previously followed Ben Esposito, the creator of said game? Oh, what are not the made? particularly no well uh, i i mean i've i've donut county's been on my ra- radar for quite a while because i feel like the trailer is very memorable and very the game is so distinctive that i've been pretty highly anticipating donut county for a long time so i've been following him but i haven't really followed his other work i'm oh. on the app store right now and it says that he was a designer on what remains of edith finch Okay, okay. No, I am I am familiar with some of his work. And like, also uh, the unfinished swan, but I don't know. No, no, no. Hey. That's that's the least interesting of what he's worked on. Okay. He is on Bubsy 3D, Bubsy visits the James Terrell retrospective. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that game was amazing. <laughs> and and the Sonic Dreams collection. <laughs> If you if you have not played the Sonic Dreams Collection, you should play the Sonic Dreams Collection. If you have not played Bubsy 3D with the museum and you destroyed the Applebee's, that's that's something you should that's, definitely that's be awesome. playing. That's, yeah, you should also play Bubsy 3D. Bubsy visits the James Terrell retrospective. It's so good, but that makes this game's attitude make a lot more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so friggin' yeah. charming. That's- I feel like people, I don't know, like charming is the best word for it because I feel like in all aspects of the gameplay, of the visual design, of the humor, of the music, it's like so charming from start to finish. Yep. um, Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the characters are really just like quippy with each other. Like the story is very slight, but. I don't. I don't even slides the. It's, it's light on story. There is a story. It's just not like story driven. Really, it's just kind of an excuse for you to go around and do the mechanic, which is silly enough that 
it just works, even though it's very simple. Yeah. So I'm also like, to make some fun jokes too, because some of the humor really got me. Yeah, like some of like especially when you get into the trashopedia. So like some of them, they're just one liners. <laughs> like I have a bunch of screenshots here because I thought they were so stupid that I love them. Like you for example, the, one about you, the lizard. Yes, I, I like the one about the candle, which is a really bad version of the sun, but it tastes okay. <laughs> or there's a sprinkler. You put this in your house to keep things damp. Like it's it's just really random but really cl- it's like smart dumb if that makes sense like yeah, yeah there's it's so the one about there's like one about lizards where it's talking about like their sticky feet it's like if i had sticky feet i'd climb up on the ceiling and scream <laughs> <laughs> like okay Same. i've somehow been living in like a hole and I've never hey. 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 <laughs> and I've, I haven't heard anything about this game at all, so I don't even know what it's about. I'm looking at the art style, and it's intriguing to me, and I will probably download this after you guys sell it to me, but I don't so, know anything about it at so, all. So, Erica, oh. I, have, I have one question for you. Yes. Did you like Katamari? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> okay, you should play this game. Okay. It, so basically, it's the mechanics of it are reverse Katamari, where when you... T- uh, get stuff instead of um, making your katamari bigger, it makes the hole that you're using to scoop up all these things bigger. Um, And there's some other mechanics in there as well, but that's kind of the core of it. And it's, 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 but it's also kind of, it's not as, um, I feel like katamari is a lot more intense because there's like a time limit and Mm. you want to make this this big. yeah. Yeah. This is just a chill, chill experience. Yeah, every time I've dropped Katamari, it's just because like the time limit got to be a little too hectic for me. So that's this good is, to know. This is really, really, really chill. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh man, the music is so good. It's, you know it's... what doesn't need a darkness reimagined song to be good is Donut County. Agreed. Yeah. Like the music in between levels, so good. Or like when you finish a level, I, every time it came on, I danced. The quacking one? Is it? The, maybe? I think it might be quacking. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I, I love that music. It just reminded me of Danganronpa. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, FYI, the soundtrack's all on Spotify and Google Music. And I, oh, to- I totally recommend remember. listening to it. So it's very so good. good. Yeah. Much- it's. It, I think it's kind of telling that the only issue I've seen most people have with it is the length, um, which I which I get. But at the same time, I, I kind of like that it never really outstays its welcome. Yeah, it would have been nice if it did a little like change <laughs> things up a little bit more. Yeah, uh, just because it is like you get the one extra mechanic and then that's kind of. And like you use it in different ways, but they never really explore too much with that stuff. They kind of, you know, they do a couple things and then you use them and like towards the end of the game and then that's it. But yeah, it would have been cool to see like more puzzly stuff. You're saying Dunlake County 2 is going to be amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got a message like, you know, this game is it's poignant pretty deep well the five dollars on the app store is not bad it's it's 999 feet deep 9,000 over 9,000 5,000 
But like the but I mean the main two characters in particular are really they're they're, they're very fun and their friendship is very nice to experience because it's it's just it feels genuine and kind of and also funny and silly and all around very good. So it's um so like um it is it is reasonably short. So if you're thinking you're picking it up and you you know you can expect about a two hour experience, but then you also have times to like go read the trashopedia if you want you could go back and do individual levels if you want after you finish it so there are, there's, yeah there's a little there bit are of like challenges and stuff associated with it like okay. oh do it without sucking up this one particular item or yeah I and i have um find i have a like secret mm-hmm. uh like i finished the game completely and uh I have nine out of 20 achievements, so there's still stuff I can go back and get finished. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's, and you think like on a phone, it'd be fine? Cause like, oh yeah. I have it's a computer game. Very simple. On a phone. Okay. It's like five bucks on the app store, so I could do that. I, I don't see yeah, why it wouldn't be. I feel like five bucks for two hours, I'm much more comfortable with. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm willing to pay money for games, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Sam might not like it since this guy worked on Edith Finch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did spend fifteen pounds on Edith Finch, and it's a great choice because that game is great. Mm. I wish I could have spent fifteen pounds on alcohol to forget I played Edith Finch. <laughs> I know. But I wasted my time so thoroughly. Oh, you can play the next game from Esposito. The creator of Edith Finch. Oh, one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I think that game is fantastic, and we'll be talking about it in a few months. Mm-hmm. No, we've already done that. <laughs> I'd rather oh go to hospital than play Edith Finch again. Speaking of which, somebody's been playing Two Points Wait, Hospital. Hold on, hold on. I just want to say, I think Donut County is related to one of Ben Esposito's early twine games because he had a game called Brooklyn Trash King. Oh, That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that story okay. gets real dumb, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Yeah. Anyways. Take the pickle. What about Two Points Hospital? So, I imagine I'm the only one that's played this this week. Yeah. I played a lot of theme hospital as a child, so I could get on board with it. Dude, yeah. As soon as I saw that there was going to be a spiritual successor to theme hospital coming out, I was very excited. Okay, I don't know what that is. Have you played, uh, like, old school sim games, like, let's say, Sim Ad, Sim Tower? Uh, uh, no, but I'm, like, familiar. Or, like, Dino Park Tycoon. <laughs> I haven't, but roller coaster tycoon. Did you I played, play roller coaster tycoon. I played roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> so, uh, theme hospital was basically one of those kinds of games, but you're building a hospital, and okay, this it's is yeah, like this is like a huge expansion upon it, and yeah. I think everything about it is like ten times to a hundred times better than what was in that game, which was already an exceptional game. So, like, it does some really cool stuff that I haven't really seen in games before, where it's, like, it's kind of split up, now hear me out, it's kind of split up like Overcooked 2, 
Okay. <laughs> just great. joking. So, like, you know how you have it's overcooked one as well. I just wanted to see if it would get a rise out of you. But um, each level that you go to, you get you can get up to three stars on, and it's on that overworld map that you're kind of going between. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that, um, but think of each part that you're three starring as being like a different Sim City city, and okay. it has challenges associated with it. And it's like, okay, you're to get three stars on this hospital that you're building in this area. You need to accomplish this, 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 and this. So it's it's like a city. It's it's kind of like if Prison Architect had more direction. Mm-hmm. Like is how I would feel about it. Like because that was my biggest problem with Prison Architect is after a while it just felt kind of like I don't really know why I'm doing this. But this one, there's always something to achieve for. And the coolest part is that on the same levels, you can see how your friends are doing at any given time. So you can see like, oh, I'm making uh, this much profit or I'm curing this this percentage of people. Like, um, Then you can look at your friends and there's like a kind of a asynchronous leaderboard that's going on. And you can be like, oh, this is how they did. And like, it, I think that's really cool. And like their Steam user icons show up all over the game and stuff like that. Which I haven't really seen. I, I usually don't like leaderboards, but the way they implemented it here is really clever and really cool. Boys. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have much to say other than I think it's probably the best one of these kinds of games that I've played, like even more so than like old school SimCity and stuff like that. Cool. Well, a uh, quick question, Alex. Did you ever play the campaign of Tropico 4? No, I did not. Okay, because uh, I I know that there I I uh, that campaign has like a lot more direction than a lot of city builders, which is something that I really liked. So I was just wondering if that was something that you'd could compare with. Yeah, no, I've my time with Tropico ended around Tropico three, I think. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't see that. But yeah, um, I I have I I have only played four hours of this, so there's like zillions more hours to go but i'm definitely going to be putting a ton more time into this like and i to be honest like these aren't usually my kind of games like i usually kind of burn out on them because of the lack of direction but yeah i i can see myself sticking probably a couple dozen hours into this it's really deep and really fun and it has a sick soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm super interested in watching this uh, also, oh, I was just playing this uh, because I played a lot in Steam Hospital. So, um, yeah. There's a lot going on, but it's never overwhelming, which is really nice. It sounds really fun. I, 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 I do the exact same thing with those types of games where I kind of fall off them pretty, pretty quickly because of, uh, I don't know, like that lack of direction. So, I might have to take a look at this sometime. Yeah, I'm like I'm watching the the feed right now, and the menus look nicer than I would expect for this type of game too. Like pretty. Uh, what is the best ailment you've seen so far? <laughs> the balloon heads in it. Uh, I think there are, but I haven't hit them yet. But aren't, the, aren't the light bulb people yeah. to, for the lightheaded? Yeah. So if there's people who get lightheadedness and their heads are literally light bulbs, so to cure them, you have to put them in a machine that pulls the light bulb off. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, it, it's stuff like that. Like it's no real illnesses really, but all the ones they have are really cute. Uh, lightheadedness is my favorite so far. There's a couple others. Like one of the ones that I really like is that if a patient dies in your hospital. Uh, they just like fall on the ground and just die, and then they become a they become a ghost, and they will haunt your hospital unless you have a janitor who has experience in busting ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So you have to make sure that you have janders who have the special vacuum to get rid of ghosts, otherwise they will haunt your hospital. Okay, that's very good. It's really good. That is maybe the best thing I've heard about that game. <laughs> the thing that makes me most want to play it. Mm. Um, so... Uh, Persona 3 is a good game. <laughs> How about I would agree. That's, uh, that's a good transition, and I would agree. Um, so I've been playing, uh, I mentioned this last week, but I've been playing Persona 3 Portable on uh, my Vita. And I'm uh, I'm really 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 enjoying it. Like I'm I'm pretty I'm getting very into it. Um, it's it's just a really just the general loop of Persona games is is really uh, really fun for me. The whole kind of you have your day life and then you have your so uh, dungeon crawling at night life. I think both of those I think that really works well for me. And then also all the social link stuff is very character driven, which I always like. Um, uh, so, but like Persona Three has been really fun. My goal right now is to finish all, per, per finish Persona Three, Four, and Five soon-ish. Mm. I don't know if I can just by the end of the year. Probably not because those are long games. Yeah. But uh, but since I'm getting the, ninety hours across four since I, month, five months, I think playing. Yeah, but since I'm getting the Persona dancing compilation, I'm like I, I feel like I should actually play all the games that are involved with that before I play the dancing version. Um, but yeah, this is this has been really fun. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know, just in general, lately I've been really into JRPGs and turn-based combat in particular. So there's, there's something really fun about being able to mess with stuff like um, fusing personas, for example. Like, uh, that's the type of thing where my... Um, Whenever I play a game, I'm definitely the type of person that's going to sit in a menu forever and just kind of try to do new things with various items. Like when I played Borderlands, for example, I spent so much time organizing all my weapons. So <laughs> like, oh, it feels like a like better extension of that where it's like, oh, should I mix and match these ones? And what about my social link? But I want to have this uh, in in my party so that I can go do this social link. So it, I feel like the, how all the things kind of work together is really fun. Um, so yeah, I'm about, uh, I'm like, if, if you guys have played it and remember I am, I'm past like level 100 of Tartarus right now. Um, I'm, so I'm in this middle of summer break, uh, and my party just got a dog and a robot and I love them both. Awesome. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> I haven't played three, but I'm excited about it. Yes. I was just like, I can, I can have a dog in my party and a robot. I'm like, this is the best. I can, I can bond with both of them. Like what? There's nothing wrong with this game. <laughs> uh, Allison, have you played Persona 4 before? I have not. I have Golden now, now that I have my Vita. So I'm going to play it after. I'm, yeah, I think even going from Persona 3 Portable to Persona 4 Golden, you're going to notice so many quality of life changes. Like, they added that, so much to that version that made it just so much more playable. <laughs> that's actually part partly why I played Persona 3 Portable first, is because I had that kind of feeling of, oh, if I go from Persona 4 Golden to Persona 3 Portable, will it just be... how playable will it be? Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to go with the, you know, get used to the lower quality of life 
bits so that I can enjoy the enjoy it instead of going backwards and going, oh, this is annoying. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 I can tell Sam is talking, but nothing's happening, Sam. <laughs> Sam? Rest in peace, our resident Sam. I'm going to guess that all those digital farting noises we heard is the sound of his microphone dying. Yeah. So pour, pour one out. Pour one out for Sam's microphone. RIP. I bet it's just the, the wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still. So, Sam, you R. might R. just want to. just killed the mic. You might just want to jump out of the chat and then. Pull that cable, plug it back in, and jump back into the chat, and maybe we'll have you back. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. In so, the meantime, I'll say that I started a new job this week. And hell, yeah. I thought you were going to yeah. say a new board game because <laughs> I can see it behind you. Yeah. I have a lot of board games I could talk about, too. Xavier has bought a lot of board games in the last week or so. But um, mm. what I was going to say about my, my new job is that. Uh, I went in and, I, you know, throughout the course of my first day, I essentially said, hey, I have, you know, a video game podcast. And the doctor I work under was like, oh, I got a switch a couple months ago. I love it. My favorite game is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and oh, no. I'm like, Ooh, I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't listen to our 2017 game of the year podcast. Yeah. He asked to see the top 10 list and he's like, how did it get that? That's really funny. He's right. I'm still upset about it. That's impressive, though, because uh, I have not let anybody at work know about this podcast. (laughs) It's a really relaxed environment, thankfully. She took him to the Pornhub. (laughs) Oh no, I didn't say anything about that. (laughs) Why not to our Why not to our furry our fursona site? (laughs) Oh boy. Also, another game that got a really big update is Path of Exile. You should play it. It's really good. Anyways. Speaking so of exile, that's your that's your because it's better. That's nice. your way. Um, speaking of exile, I don't know where this uh, this was going, Erica. I play Miss Three Exile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, was there anything else about Persona that we're psyched about? Uh. I mean, I just like it. So if, if you guys have anything else, I, I'm just excited about you, my friend, the dog, who's is great. playing as a man or a woman? Uh, I'm playing as a woman, which is then... Who's, hmm? who, who's your husbando? Husbando? Uh, uh, I'm kind of going towards Akihiko. We'll see, question mark. Uh, I'm trying to, like, I, I just try to up all... Of, like, whenever I get into these types of games, I try to just up all my social links everywhere. And then kind of decide later. So um, I had heard in Persona 5 that there were essentially no negatives for dating all of the women because uh, it doesn't actually affect the game until after you beat the final boss. So I I dated all the women. It does affects yeah if you want to do like a new game so it might be after that yeah it's after the scene where you get caught is after the (laughs) the final thoughts and it's extremely funny to the point where i feel like anyone who didn't do that is uh playing the game wrong 
Um, I'll I'll send you guys the clip because it's genuinely incredibly funny. I mean, I do that Very with like unclear. I do that like with Stardew Valley, where it's like I got to get everybody up to the max affection, and then I just have one person just kind of go over to. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. to me in Persona Five when I accidentally started dating Anne and or on, mm. and then I was like, oh god, I need to reload that save. <laughs> Although I've definitely had that happen in games where like you see that you're on that path and you go, oh no, I'm sorry, I like you as a friend, and you you, you wish that there was a way that you could say, I'm sorry, I like you as a friend. There was then a friend you stop talking to that person. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up choosing the like apparently second least popular waifu in Persona Five. Who? So, Who's you that? Know. Yeah. Uh, you to tell us who that is. Uh, oh, I think it. I can't remember her name now. I'm gonna have to double check. Was what was her thing? Was she the, <laughs> was she the her name? Was she the Shoji girl? Because Shoji girl was the best. Ooh, no, she was not. Obviously, I dated her as well. The the best. Uh, excuse me. The best girl in Persona Five is Makoto, and I will. Yeah, that's what everyone. Pretty much everyone went for Makoto. She's, she's got the best persona. The best. I don't know what to like. I, I don't know what to tell you. She's the but, best. But Shoji Church Girl was the best. She was supposed to be one of the party members. Yo, Anne just wants to eat. And like, you know who else just wants to eat? Chie, who is the real best girl. So like, mess, miss me with that shit. Uh, so I picked <laughs> Futaba. What? Ew. Oh. Gross. Yeah. It's not gross. She's, she's of age. <laughs> no, she's not. Are any of them? She's she's of age. In the UK, she's like two-ish. She's like fourteen. No, she's, she's not sixteen. Even, she's not even in high school, is she? She is. She's sixteen, and you're uh, eighteen or seventeen or eighteen. That's fine. All right, All right. guys, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're only crazy if you went for Haru. I uh, Haru was the only one that I couldn't get to date me in the amount of time that I had to spend with her. You only get her for like to spend months. time with other characters because she's boring. It's because they don't give her enough. You don't. They don't give you enough time with her. They yeah, give you her so late in the game. Yep. Yeah, Persona and Five then... is pretty good. How about Miss Exile? <laughs> <laughs> Now, what if they oh. did? What if they did a mist game? What if they did a mist game in the Persona universe? I'd play it. I'd play any mist game. Honestly, what if they did a mist game with social links? Ooh, I'd be. You can, be you can date. You can date that fucking lever. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of need to open social links before you can actually use the lever. This, that's the thing. Oh dang. <laughs> mystery exile is a good game but it's not the best missed game for sure which is still ribbon um which is the it's the best game period (laughs) but uh yeah mystery is it's definitely a good game um the kind of the story behind it is uh atris who is like the guy who writes all of these worlds He, he writes the worlds by um, crafting them in a book and uh, then you can travel through them through like portals and uh, and 
he kind of created this age to teach his sons how to like navigate in worlds or teach them like life lessons and stuff like that. Um, and it, you can kind of tell that it's maybe a little easier than than any of the other games that I've played in the series so far, which are just Mist 1 and 2 Riven. And um, it, it has more of like the Mist 1 feel in terms of there's like a hub world that you kind of go into different ages and then those ages, there's like a puzzle that you need to complete by doing smaller puzzles. And it has that, which Riven did not. Riven was kind of like a like a... I hesitate to say open world, but it's kind of an open world. Um, it's just a smaller one. Um, but yeah, so the puzzles in it are definitely easier. Some of them are definitely better than others. The one that's showing on the chat right now is actually my favorite world, Amateria. Uh, and that's definitely by far the best one. Um, and the other ones, though, like it was kind of a little bit pixel hunty in terms of finding turnoffs that you were supposed to go down like this path. Like I, I went up and down like one path for like a half an hour and I just didn't see a turn off for a while. And then eventually it was like, Oh, can I click that? And I did. And I can click that turns out, <laughs> but um, it's, it's still a good game, but it's definitely like, like some puzzles are extremely difficult, but most of them are feel a little dumbed down. Um, but I'm not mad at the game. I should say for full disclosure, uh, this is like I'm a just release. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I should say for full disclosure though that like is re-released uh, through Kickstarter, and I backed this Kickstarter at a pretty high tier because I love Mist a lot. Um, but yeah, it was kind of nice because I've tried to play this game before a few times. I I ended up loading my husband's computer up with viruses the first time I tried to play it because <laughs> you can't get an installer for that. I had the discs. He bought me all the discs for all of the games um, or one to five, I should say, all, all of the regular games. Uh for my birthday one year and so i tried to install it and there's no installer anymore so then i torrented it and it was hella sketchy <laughs> i don't recommend doing that please don't do that <laughs> but you don't have to anymore and i uh i also bought it for the ps2 and there was like a 30 second load time 30 seconds to like a minute between each frame Ooh, and it's God. a game where you sometimes have to click like you know 30 times or so just to get from one place to the next you know and so it was i i finished a whole age in that because <laughs> like, that's how much i love mist but it's it was unplayable really wowie yeah so the the nice thing about it, and I don't want to give that much away, but the nice thing about it is the, the endings of all of the ages feel like they've been wrapped up really well. Like, it's all like, um, like, okay, you know for sure that you finished everything you can do in this place, even though you can always travel back to, like, the hub world at any point, but it's very good about showing you, like, okay, you did everything because I'm going to show you all of the stuff you did by, like, some kind of, you know you travel around the age in some points uh, uh, and uh the one that the, the one that i really like amateria does it in a really good really satisfying way if you like pinball you should play that <laughs> um, but uh it, it the the story also i thought was really good um the the 
kind of the stories that uh, Atris's sons, Cirrus and Akinar, you'll remember from regular Mist, they're like the two dudes trapped in the books. Um, they apparently, to we found out, uh, captured this guy um, named Savidro and like kept him captive for like 20 years apparently and we just found out about it and we we know they're they're terrible people but yeah so this guy is kind of trying to take revenge on atris but atris sends us instead and uh you know so it's kind of just figuring out like like why this guy is so upset with us and like all the horrible shit that's happened to him in the meantime Uh, but there's all the acting <laughs> it's like Savidro is like the most overacting actor i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's just really aggressive which i mean it's a it's this fmv in this game that's kind of you know of the time but it's a Miss, lot this <laughs> stories just sound like a soap opera to me they're pretty yeah yeah, I, I'm really into the lore of Mist. I really like it a lot, but yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These are the days of our Mist. <laughs> but I'm glad I played it um, finally after trying for years. And uh, I I wouldn't say it's a bad game. I say if you really are into the lore and you liked the other two a lot, that this is not a bad game. It's just not as good as the first two. I like how we're talking about if you like the lore, get this brand new game that came out in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's new to me. It's just re-released, okay? It's true, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a really good game. Other than that, I've kind of been playing uh, a lot of board games, which you can see kind of is going on behind me. Um, in- my husband and I have a deal that I, I want to buy some very expensive concert tickets. And what so- concert? He's <laughs> yelling, what concert? We can hear. It's, it's BTS. I want to go to a BTS concert <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so- yeah, you should want to go to that. It's a great concert. <laughs> Um, I want to. Xavier won't stop making fun of me, and he also won't go with me, so I have to go alone. But um, yeah. So any any money he spends on board games, I get the same amount of money towards my BTS tickets. <laughs> I love it. So we've been playing a lot of board games. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a really poor way to budget. Yep. <laughs> Let's just double down. Especially considering we just got back from a really long, really expensive vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm employed again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We played a few games, um, some that are definitely better than others. We, I talked a little bit in our group chat about Arkham Horror, which I liked better the second time. The first time I got very frustrated just because there's like a lot to it. And I always say I don't want to play card games and I don't want to play games I need to read a ton on. And that's both. (laughs) Uh, I've only played the board game version of Mm. Arkham Horror, Mm -hmm. but game fucking rules. But yeah, the first time you play it is really rough. Is that? That's a beautiful, like, Atari 2600 explosion noises. That's that Commodore 64 loading screen music. Yeah, Arkham Horror, I don't know if it's a game that I'm ever going to love, but I get why people like it. It's just not really my type of game specifically. 
But I don't know. We also played. What was the game we played today? Just now. Oh, code name. Code names duet. Duet, which was yeah. cool. Um, however, I've had a few drinks, <laughs> and that game's a lot harder if you've had a few drinks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, where you're just kind of trying to give people clues and hopefully you can say a clue that will uh, cover more than one word that's on the table. Um, and it's it's like a simple game, but it's fun. OG Codenames is a fantastic board game. I've never played it. I'm like excited about it, though. Like I want... I don't know. We're real bad at it. We haven't won any rounds yet. It's like cooperative. We haven't won a single one yet. <laughs> but I don't know. Hopefully we'll get there. And I don't know. We played Ticket to Ride, which I had played before already. Um, and then Xavier is working on something called Dice Forge behind me, which I've never played before. But it looks super cool. Apparently you're you're leveling up your dice and you're like switching out faces on it. So I don't know. I'll get back to it on that. We also played Azul, which was really good and simple. Is there like. no Dana only Azul? What? As a Ghostbusters reference. Okay, I didn't hear it at all. Was there Dana or is there only Azul? Uh, I went to multiple places that were in Ghostbusters while I was in New York. <laughs> I love Ghostbusters. You should play uh, that hospital game. Yeah, it's coming out to 3DS later this year. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, all I've been they, playing. They already did a Luigi's Mansion game on 3DS. Why are they? Why are they putting that on Switch? Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, rip and taste Luigi. Um. Rest in power. <laughs> um. It took so much from us in Year of Luigi. He did, he did. But, you know, is that his fault or was it yes. Reggie? It is Luigi's fault. Okay, moving on. Um, Celeste, everyone really likes that game. It's a really yeah. good game. Like, not things that people dislike, like Luigi. Uh, yeah, I I played Celeste finally because um, I, I watched like the speed run of it from SGDQ. I, I watched like so some real people do it, and I watched like the Tazbot one, just mm. the tool assisted speed run. And I was like, this game looks ridiculous, and like it's really hard, and it is really hard, but mm-hmm. like it's quick enough on like the reloads and stuff that it's not too annoying. Uh, but like I played it basically in two sittings and my fingers really hurt. That's that's actually doing that. Yeah. Did you play it on switch? No, I oh. put it on PC because I did not want to play with the Joy-Cons because those are yeah. awful. Like, yeah, I was fun playing on, like, Hollow Knight and stuff. It's just so painful. After playing on Switch, like, playing Celeste specifically on Switch, I had to take a break from controllers for, like, two days because my fingers were so sore. <laughs> yeah. No, I was playing on a PS4 controller on PC, and... Uh, yeah, that game's good. Uh, like the gameplay, I was like, fine. I'm not like huge on platformers, or like I can appreciate a good one. And Celeste is pretty good. Um, but like uh, the story, was, like connected with me, which I think is what kind of pulled me through all the way and kept me playing for like as much as I did. Um, 
a you know pretty solid message uh nothing like i don't think i'm in, as in love with it as the rest of you but it's a solid game and yeah. people should play it if they are into platformers it's a very good game have you uh have you fucked around at all with any like the b-sides or the c-sides i have gone into the b-side for the first level and like the hotel mm-hmm. and then i was like nope i'm not good enough to do any of this <laughs> yeah they get real nuts yeah I, I feel like that's something i'd like to be good enough to do but at a certain point i haven't played it since i finished it so i don't know if i i feel like i've probably lost all of my skill at at celeste to actually go back and play it and so it's really fascinating as like a speed run thing because of like some of the mechanics where like you don't lose speed like in certain ways like your speed is uncapped so you can just keep um increasing like your speed through at a level if you like keep doing the right moves which is really interesting um but yeah there's i don't know yeah i i've played through almost that whole game with assist mode on because that was like right after my thumb injury and all right like i could not possibly play that game otherwise and i i still felt it felt it was enjoyable um it's just too hard for me i think it would still be too hard for me even if without the the my thumb issues because it's just so quick and you really do have to be so on it to play uh-huh yeah uh, and as i was saying with i also beat guacamelee too uh like the more i thought about it like the fact that some of its references like the limbo stuff and whatnot aren't really timely is actually i think in its favor <laughs> because it doesn't feel like dated already because they were like oh we're gonna put in like i don't know some some what's what's a meme that's old but like only like a year old i don't know like they didn't put in any like semi-recent like if they had like blinking white guy memes or something <laughs> I'd be like, okay you're like a little bit behind uh but the fact that like the stuff they do have is like older stuff and like they kind of lean to like oh yeah we know people hated this but we're gonna mock the people who hated it so much because they're like oh it would have been a good game it wasn't for all the fucking memes uh like who just like hated it so much uh I thought that was pretty funny. And the the Street Fighter stuff where you beat up the guy's car, pretty solid joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, that game's good. I always feel like I appreciate that more, like putting like older stuff so it doesn't date it as aggressively. Like like it's, the one that wanted like- they purpose is it seems like this game was made just immediately after guacamole one and then just like what with everything in between back, <laughs> just held back <laughs> you know it's not even like it's not even stuff in between really it just seems like stuff that came out it's like they could have made this game in whenever guacamole one came out like 2010 2011 12 i don't even know when it came 12 out. maybe but yeah there they this game could have come out at like the exact same time um it's good though uh but like, if you've been playing a lot of Metroidvanias, I could see why you might want to step away from it right now because there are so many. There are so many. But they're good. So, yeah. Are, uh, are, are there new ones like that are on the slate that are notable? I can't really remember I right now. I think missionary, the visionary. <laughs> missionary uh, <there's>... one. <laughs> Excuse you. 
there's a game that just came out, The Messenger, which I've, I haven't tr- I haven't tried yet, but I've heard nothing that's, but good things about. Yeah, that's more like Ninja Gaiden-esque instead of Metroidvania. Um, yeah. Apparently halfway through it turns into a Metroidvania. Oh, oh really? Like it switches completely genre. Uh, if you look at like the new releases on Steam, like every other one is a Metroidvania. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of people really like Shadow yeah, Complex and just started yeah. developing it. It might be because it might be because I've been playing a bunch of Metroidvanias, so like the featured and recommended stuff is showing a lot of Metroidvanias. But it's seen like there's a ton of games I've never heard of showing up on here. Yeah, I, I think that at a certain point, like I, I've been playing a lot of Metroidvanias too, but uh, but there are also a lot of Metroidvanias coming out. Mm. which isn't a bad thing but yeah no i i like metroidvania a lot so it's i'm not i can't really complain it's just, I, the only complaint is that there's too many for me to really play right now i thought i loved metroidvania is that it turned out that i just really really like shadow complex because i don't think i've played another one but i've loved as much as i love that that game's all right i like mm. shadow complex i like i think i like mark, mark of the ninja more uh, kind of a different thing okay. but... Yeah, that game's also very good. Um, I yeah, the Shadow Complex is the only game that I think I've ever like fully, completely, hundred percented without anything left to do. Because I did all the side challenges, got all the achievements, and did the optional fake achievements that they couldn't give you because they were only allowed a thousand points. So like the one that's like completed in under an hour and things like that. Hmm. That was a good game. Uh, yeah, that's. I've I also played like forty-five minutes of Siege or something, and then went because people were talking about it, like how good it was, and I did the tutorial. Not, eh, no, not for me. Which is, you know, people what like about that game. It? That's cool. What about uh, it specifically? I think it's just like the kind of like tactical shooting stuff. I'm not into that really. Um, so like, which is, would you say you're more into like Call of Duty versus Counter Strike, like that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm really not into Counter Strike stuff. Um, so yeah, like just the uh, like the slow, methodical nature. I, I prefer like a faster paced. Um, and that you know, I like a player in those battlegrounds. I think that's fun. Uh, but I don't know, just the Rainbow Six thing never really did it for me. Uh, it's cool, but it's not for me. I can mm. see why people like it. Um, yeah. I played so much Counter Strike this week. I don't know why. <laughs> like original Counter Strike or, or Counter Strike Source. I, I just say. put out like a free version of Counter Strike Go. Oh, did they? I didn't actually see that. Is that uh, not free? No. No, it's not. But now there's like a free version. I don't know. I've only played Gun Game. That's all you That's need fun. at some point. Yeah. Gun, gun game is amazing. Or played, zombie escape. I played on a uh, gun game server that played Triple H's entrance music at the start of every game. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Time to play the game. Yeah, they still do that. I was playing on a gun game server last night that still does that. <laughs> well, there you are. Oh, um, so the, the Counter-Strike Go thing is there's a free offline version, so you can like play against bots, I guess. Huh. 
if that's what you want to do. Yeah, so you can play against bots and watch professional matches in the client. Okay. Um, That'd be a good way to test it out, much like how I wish there had been like a free version of Siege for me to test out and go. Yeah. The tutorials go, eh, I don't want to put in the time to get good at this. Um, one thing I forgot to mention actually earlier is I've been playing lots of Wordscapes. So yeah. that's, that's a very good game. Yeah, I'm only fun. at like level 50 or something, but. Uh, yeah, I've been playing that too. <laughs> so simple, yeah, it's so simple, but it's just really a good game. Yeah, the fact that you can pay to remove ads basically solved it on the game, and that's all you really need. Other than that, it's just hints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I also always and forever get uh, the biggest word first, and then can never get any of the three-letter or four-letter words like. Uh, so frustrating. Um, so, um, does anyone have any final thoughts for the week? Because there's no quiz because I'm extremely tired. <laughs> <laughs> All in is tonight. Uh, Care about wrestling. <laughs> oh, is there a way that I can... Oh, I'll just watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's already midnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You care because the arrow guy is there, right? Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell, right? That's him. Mr. Arrow. Mr. Arrow. Mr. Arrow. As they called him. It's his first ever singles match. He's done the celebrity thing before, which is being a tag team and get to do two moves and the other wrestler does all the work. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, those two moves that he's done before, though, have always been solid. The dude's in really good shape. Is really yeah, athletic. Such a shame. <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite part ever was when he first got involved in WWE and the guy comes up to him in the audience and he just in one single move jumps from the floor into the, the ring but he jumps over the ropes yeah. so he basically jumps flat footed <laughs> floor into ring over the ropes it's mental it's <laughs> like it maybe a five foot vertical leap who did that? Stephen Amell. It's definitely on YouTube. <laughs> uh, they're fucking Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. That, yeah. That's like the one thing on there I want to watch because that's like the one match where I know who everyone is. <laughs> um, do I know who Phoenix is? I might know who Phoenix is. Uh, if he's from uh, Lucha Underground, much like Pentagon Jr., if you're not watching Lucha Underground, what are you doing with your life? I'm not watching Lucha Underground, and I feel like I should. Wait, you should I've... be. Wait, Allison. Because mm-hmm. you're not into wrestling talk either. How's the Star Wars watch going? <laughs> uh, pretty good. I I haven't gotten too far in it, mostly because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm on this season one of, um, of Clone Wars, which I've heard it gets better. Pat has assured me it gets better, but season one is so boring. <laughs> the CG Clone Wars of Gandhi Tarkovsky. It's the CG one because the the first one is uh, apparently not considered canon now. So, hmm. and I'm trying to just do sense. all the canon. So, um, but the first season is so boring that I'm just like, it, it, like this. The, the episodes are only like 30 minutes, but it feels like they're over an hour because I'm just hmm. there's just it's just not great. So. Um, hmm. 
I struggled even... through season one and two of Clone Wars and then was yeah. like, do you know what? I give up. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard it gets good in like season three, but I'm like, oh, this is a lot. That's a lot to power through. And uh, I, I mean, like, I, I, I did recently rewatch the, all, all three prequels and those aren't good, but they're actually kind of, they're funny. And I could post on my Facebook when I got to the I hate sand part and <laughs> that, that was, that was enjoyable. Whereas this is just like, just kind of dull. So we'll see. I've, I've, like I said, I've heard so many people say that it gets good later. I, I just normally don't have that much patience for shows. So I, I just need to, maybe this is my cue to go watch some of it tonight as I pack for my vacation. I've been watching Amazon Prime's Jack Ryan, and that show is okay. I really like uh, political military thrillers, though, so I'm kind of bold. I love John Krasinski. I put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on last night to watch the newest season. That new season's actually pretty good. It's all right. I'm like five episodes in. I'm confused. I I think there are some holes. Unless they wrap up those holes, I don't... There's... Hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in season five. Questioning the the logistics behind this whole thing. Yeah, he's questioning the logistics of a sci-fi show. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's it's how that's how rough the logistics are in Agents of Shield. Anyway, yeah, I think. Yeah. So this has been the Agents of Shield Star Wars podcast. Um, everyone who is currently on this podcast should watch the wrestling clip that I sent you, which is the first time I last time I think I said that. Um, <laughs> it's very good. You only need to watch about twenty seconds of it, um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and you get to see how extremely ripped Stephen Amell is. He's kind of great. Um, anyway. So, um, video games are great. We're going to talk about them again next week. Uh, next week, I will have uh, my game of the year to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Calling your <Yeah>. shots. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. You're finally going to uh, play Donut County. And uh, I will see if I can play Donut County, but I think I will probably not end up doing it. Interesting. You have a, do you have train rides? You can, you have I do have train rides, you're right. But I also have uh, been, I've been reading a lot of comics. Uh, if anyone is interested, by the way, the James Tiny and the Fourth uh, run on Detective Comics that finished about three, four months ago. It's like 30, 40 issues and is absolutely fantastic and should 100% be watched. We should probably record that podcast. Yeah, yeah we Sam, should make a podcast. Sam, you're a dirty liar. You said he jumped from the floor into the ring. He does not jump from the floor into the ring. All right. Well, you do it. You do what you do. <laughs> I, I, when I was a teenager, I probably could have. None of us are teenagers now. I haven't been a teenager for. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying he like he's not fit. I'm just saying you lied. You false advertising. I, I think in England we call it embellishment. As long as it's um, uh, ratified by the Queen. Um, as everyone Did the Queen sign today, off on this podcast? Uh, definitely. Her Majesty's favorite podcast, Royal Fix. All about the Corgis. Um, Rest in peace. Do yeah. we need hats? Is this, I think we need hats now. Uh, uh, every, every woman on the podcast has to be wearing uh, skin-colored tights. 
I mean, that's a big thing, by the way. English newspapers are talking about a lot how Meghan Markle has to wear tights now. You can't see me below the waist. How do you know what I'm wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a dress and pajama pants today. <laughs> uh, I, was gonna I say, appreciate I'll... that choice. Alex, <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, the camera under your desk. But then I thought, you know, why would I tell you about it? Um, <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. We'll speak to you next week. I've been Sam. You can find me on the internet. Um, because if you listen to this, you probably know me already. Uh, Alex? You can find me on furryforlife.org slash gaming fix. Uh, and uh, pornhub.com slash coolslaw, which yep. is C O O S L 4 W. Yep. That's gimmick and Frenchman, brother. Whether <laughs> <laughs> they are lying to you. Uh, Allison? You can find me on Twitter, I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And uh, I normally don't post a lot to Instagram, but that's also my Instagram, and I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I'll be taking a lot of pictures. Ooh. Heck, yeah. I'm actually very into my Instagram, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, S-G-C-H, Sierra Golf Charlie Hotel. Yeah, but that's not going to have pictures of Montreal. Sierra Hotel, Echo India... Lima, Delta, Shield, the Shield reunited on W on Raw last week, two weeks ago. <laughs> Wrestling seems like it got good again. Mm, was but it ever good where, though? Where can they find you, Andre? Can they find you in the ring? Jumping uh, over from the floor to the ring. He was on. Uh, he was on the apron and jumped over the top rope. I have seen so many wrestlers do that. You built it up so aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, so he's was foggy because he, he was so cool. I was like, wow, he jumped from the floor. <laughs> I mean, he can do the salmon ladder. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Welcome to Sam's podcast. His folk band, Foggy Wrestling Breakdown. <laughs> uh, That's his favorite folk song. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, or Instagram, Cray underscore Dre, C-R-A-Y underscore D-R-E. Excellent. And what about you, Erica? Where can everyone listen to your other excellent podcast? That's called Tempered Expectations. Um, it's, I think it's on SoundCloud, too, and iTunes. And pro- it's been reposted on some weird, sketchy stuff, too. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Xavier and I just <laughs> recorded one um, wait, recently. Wait, 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 wait. wait, weird, sketchy stuff? Yeah, is it on, is it like is it on the torrents the same place you got your mist torrents or what? <laughs> it's it's like the coleslaw guy keeps reposting yeah. it. <laughs> if you go if you Google Tempered Expectations podcast, right? And you like look us up, right? It, we're not like the first thing that oh all right. The first thing is iTunes for me. But then the next thing is player FM and there's like a bunch of like weird uh, I don't know, secondary podcast sites that I guess are pulling from iTunes or something and are reposting or stuff. I don't know. But Are, are we on there? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance. It seems like they probably just scour for podcasts and put them up. But so yeah. Remember everyone to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, like us on every social media that we're on. We're on a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's pretty much all we need to say here. Shit, we are on that site. We are, yeah, I'm looking at it too. <laughs> Sunday, that's today it's on uh, Sunday for me and Andre now. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You, you pay for the seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.